0: what's up gamers welcome back to the graveyard i'm the graveyard gamer and thank you for joining me for this review of evil within 2. now i got a chance to play evil within a few years ago i did really enjoy the game even though i walked away with some issues here there but now we're going to jump back into this crazy world of stem for a second time let's not waste any time let's go ahead and jump in and find out what i thought about the evil within 2. (laughs) So gamers, this game actually starts off a few years after the events of Evil Within 1. Sebastian Castellanos, he's the guy that you played in the first game. He's down on his luck. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, who would believe him if he told them what happened to him in the events of Evil Within 1? I mean, it's just too crazy to believe this AI world and monsters and all kind of stuff. So he's kind of just burying his guilt and his shame and his anger with booze at a bar when he's united with Kidman. That's right. She's from the first game. She comes up and she lets you know that, hey, your daughter is actually alive. She's been used by this evil corporation called Morbius to kind of kickstart the STEM project all over again. She, in fact, is the core, meaning she's the battery in a way that powers this whole world. So, of course, Sebastian is going to jump in the world to go and rescue her, find her, save her. And, well, he's just going to have to deal with all kind of twisted beings because now STEM is this ideal suburbs and it's just gone to heck. It is just crazy in there. Now while you work to find your daughter, you're also going to find a few characters and you're going to help them out as well because a team of soldiers went in and scientists to kind of fix the world before it completely crumbled and now they're stranded. So some are going to give you some different side missions or offer help in different ways and this is a really cool way to kind of really build upon the world while you're in it. Now you'll get in there to find your daughter is captured by a serial killer. You're going to have to track them down and honestly... That's only when the beginning of the game and more twists are going to happen. Things that are very shocking. For me, though, you know, the story was good until about halfway through. And then I kept saying it was missing some razzle dazzle. Well, we definitely got that razzle dazzle with a really cool twist that deals with Sebastian's grief and his guilt for what has happened pre the first game and after the first game. I've seen this done a few times in gaming where it really deals with some grief and some shame and guilt but never has it connected with me as much as it did here and ultimately it really drives Sebastian and you to complete his mission if we do see an evil within three I gotta be honest by the time I was done with this game I really felt good about the story I love the story and I hope they just kind of go with a different cast let Sebastian go off right off into the sunset because I thought the story especially like I said once it really brought in that guilt That shame, that grief, and how he handles it and works through it. Oh, I thought it was so amazing. Well, gamers, if we're going to talk about graphics, I got to say, I think they range from good to wow. Some areas, they just look good. Like, they don't look bad or anything. They look great for the style they're going for. They have that really, that horror element to them. It is kind of freaky and creepy walking around there. And to point out, none of the areas actually look bad. But they're just not mind-blowing. But then some areas, some cutscenes look amazing it really happens when instead of bleak dark settings you go into an area where white is prevalent it just pops in this game like it really makes it look really good i mean there's one level where you're walking down a corridor and it's all white and to me it was almost photorealistic like that's how good it looked in that setting the character models to me are all the same some look really good and some are just okay so To me, the graphics are, it kind of ranges. It's right there at that, I would say at that average level, but just be aware you can see some amazing shots in this game. So gamers, this is a third-person action game. You do actually have the option of playing in first-person as well. It's in the option menu, you can flip it right on there. I stay third-person the whole time. Now when you go through the game, because it is that survival horror style game, you are going to have to gather ammo and resources to keep yourself safe, obviously, but also to upgrade. Now these upgrades include better power for your weapons, more ammos, crafting ammo, things like that. You know, you'll make different bullets and whatnot. Now for your personal upgrades, you'll find better ways to sneak, new abilities like a slow motion for aiming, and also this auto dodge to break away. Uh, I thought that was extremely important to get, along with better health and faster movement. After the first few missions that set up the story, you'll find yourself in one of the game's open areas. Now this really lets you start to experiment with your gameplay. The more you explore, the more items you find, new weapons, ammo, and even entire side missions. One involved being chased by a ghost that I believe is absolutely vital to the story and you can miss it if you don't go around and and look in every area. But by looking everywhere, that means you're going to encounter more enemies while exploring. Now you can handle this with sneaks attacks from behind. absolutely recommend that over than just running and gunning because you will get messed up if you just try to straight up rambo this game what i really love too is say you are sneaking the game has a great way of getting into cover and then moving around corners a lot of times when you're kind of coming to a t and you're trying to move around in cover games kind of get hung up or whatever this game does a great way to do it moving around corners was awesome And that sounds kind of crazy to say, but it is very important when you don't want to get seen in a room full of enemies or just a room full of one particular enemy that you can't fight head on. And honestly, in a pinch, you can use a melee weapon. They have a few of them in there. I think you always have your knife on you. You do, of course, if the going gets tough, have a wide variety of weapons from pistols to shotguns, a rifle, crossbow, flamethrower, sniper rifle, automatic machine gun. I mean, there is a lot there. And what is cool is there is a different version of each of these weapons as well. For the most part, I found combat to be satisfying. One of my biggest issues was I didn't find a great quick turn. That would have been really helpful in moments when you get swarmed. I never found a way to, you know, completely reverse yourself because there are times where you're getting attacked and you just need to turn around real quick and there's just no option for that. But on a related note, I have to speak about boss fights and I love them in this game. They are the right kind of challenge where you have to learn The patterns, you have to think smart, you honestly have to act fast. There were tough ones, but I always felt like they were fair. There is one fight that I loved that was a throwback to the first game. If you played the first game, you are going to do this awesome, awesome fight back. I thought it was great. Overall, I have to say boss fights were just a big highlight of the game for me. But I've mentioned the open areas of the game. Let me say that you will have several linear levels in this game. So you'll kind of have a few open areas, and then you'll do a few linear ones, and it'll be another open area. So I thought that was a nice mix. The open areas are not massive, but they are tightly packed, and they are a lot of fun to explore. Like I said, sometimes just exploring in houses and not only finding ammo, but different clues and different things, they really just add to the overall involvement of the game. And ultimately, just again, they're just fun to explore, whereas the linear levels are filled with more mystery, and they're designed to be more like those horror-style games. I mentioned side missions and i just want you to be aware that there's only a handful in the game you're not going to get bogged down this isn't a game that has several hours worth of side missions included but i found them all to be fun which is the most important thing there are nice ways to break up the main game and usually you get some pretty nice rewards for them as well well gamers let's talk about the trophies and the fun factor so when it comes to trophies i felt like it was a good mix some for random ones some for combat collectibles and the level of challenge you play on. Now when it comes to fun factor, I will say I enjoyed a lot about this game. For me, even before I felt like I got the razzle dazzle, I still enjoyed the game, but after that razzle dazzle, I was just hooked. Time for that final score. And for me, this game started off enjoying it, but it just, it felt like that one thing was missing. The story element dealing with grief it just gripped me. It just really brought the game like up to that next level for me. From a gameplay perspective, the story, the graphics, and the characters, uh, it's just amazing. And this game is just a nice improvement over the original. I did enjoy the original, but this one, it, it's just it's own game. You know the original has those strong ties to Resident Evil 4. This to me is very much it's own thing and I loved it. Also the difficulty, it's still tough, but it's not overbearing like it was in Evil Within 1. For me, in the end, this game is a solid 9. And I just want to point out, I don't usually talk a lot about sound in games, but this game's version of the song Ordinary World is awesome. And for whatever reason, it just fits so well. So gamers, with that being said, I would love to know your thoughts about The Evil Within 2. Reach out, let me know at thegraveyardgamer at gmo.com. You can find me posting stuff all the time on Instagram at thegraveyardgamer and on Twitter at The Graveyard G. Till next time, I'll be creeping around the graveyard.